Hey everyone, welcome to In It For The Long Haul. I'm Lexi. And I'm Zeke. And you're listening to the best couples podcast recap of our generation. I'm just going to start saying that now. <laughs> that it's works. my favorite night of the year. It's hometown night. Apparently everyone's hometown is Minneapolis, Minnesota now, which totally checks out since whoever ends up with Michelle will be living there. Yes, absolutely. But we have got all of these families brought into Minnesota. We've got an old-timey Airbnb mansion rented out because we're pulling out all the stops for these fams. And we're ready to see who has raised these incredible men. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think it was a pretty good hometowns. Nothing like too crazy happened. Some good touching moments, some slightly skeptical parents. Um, but yeah, overall, good episode. I think it, it lives up, lived up to the, the hometown expectations, I would say. And um, I mean, you're not always going to have a crazy parent. So yeah, honestly, no drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely tease some, some stuff, but nothing ever, nothing really ended up panning out. Spoiler. Yeah. So we start off with Tasha and Michelle walking in a park in Minneapolis and Tasha's giving advice about how pivotal this week really is. And I think Michelle is lucky because she can get advice from former bachelorettes, whether she talks to Tasha or Caitlin. And that's huge because if she was trying to seek advice from Chris Harrison about this week, it would be a completely different scenario. So I think going forward with Tasha and Caitlin as the hosts, the leads are really in a strong position to be able to expect what comes next and be more intentional with their time um, when they're hearing from Caitlin and Tasha's previous experiences. So Tasha reminds Michelle to ask the tough questions, including if these parents think that their sons are ready to be engaged. Yeah, one thing on on Tasha though, now that Tasha's single, and I commented on this later in the episode, that could be um, could be a problem hosting the Bachelorette when you're single as a woman. I would go for her. Oh, a hundred percent. And so I think that they might have to look for other options to host because you can't be having a freaking former Bachelorette who's single hosting yeah. your show about love that Rip. is kind of a bad look Rip Zach and Tasha. plus she could cause problems I was saying that you know maybe she and one of the guys from the season might hit it off I don't know from I the, hope so one of the guys from the top four perhaps Rodney <laughs> maybe so they're wearing heels on a great bridge um not the smartest move but oh, I didn't think that advice. bridge was that great <laughs> oh <laughs> wow you're so funny The first hometown goes to Brandon and we kind of hear while he's still with the other guys being announced as the first hometown that his brother will be there, which was a huge shock to Brandon because his brother is about to go into the Navy and he learns that he's actually delayed his service start date to be here for Brandon. And Brandon just talks about how this clearly shows how important family is to him, but really I think it shows how important Instagram followers are to his brother. Yeah, maybe, though. I mean, you're not, you know, he's going to go, what is he going to do? Go to his recruiter and be like, hey, I've got to go on this show. You know, you ever heard of it? It's called The Bachelorette. It's, there's something else going on. That's just the official story. There's no way the Navy is like, oh, yeah, no big deal. You can wait three extra days to come to be on a reality television show. That's not how the military works. Well, you know, (laughs) fair enough. But I will say that if his strategy is to gain Instagram followers, it could be worth forfeiting his military contract. Because I'll (sighs) I'll be the first to admit that when I met Peter Weber's brother during his hometown on Hannah Brown's season, I straight up followed his brother and not Peter because let me tell Dang. you, Jet and Jack was a cutie. Well, Peter's brother was pretty funny on Peter's season because he was basically doing like the 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 finale was talking about like Peter, are you sure that you're gonna be okay like settling down and, and not partying, not partying, not sleeping around? It was like he was oh. like, you know better than this, Peter. Like you're not. This isn't the. You're not the type of guy. Uh, it was funny, but. But yeah, Brandon gets that first one-on-one, and I noted here that when they say hi to each other, she kind of walked up and, and did the, you know, jump, leg wrap, hug, kiss situation, 
and we haven't really had many of those. She hasn't really been super into that. Uh, I don't know if there's anything to make of that. I just noticed like, oh, that is like the classic move for either women on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette herself. Uh, I know Katie did it a lot, like all the time, like every time she saw one of the guys. I think it fits Brandon's personality more. I mean, oh, he's sure. just happy-go-lucky, yeah. flirty, um, youthful. So I like, I just don't see her doing a run and leg hug with Joe. Yeah, I was about to say you're not gonna see Joe like, <laughs> like, like, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly he's an old British man. That um, wasn't a British accent. That was just a a stiff Joe accent, just a Joe voice. Same same thing, you know. Yeah. Um, we see that. Brandon decides to bring Portland to Michelle by taking her to a skate park inside of an old garage. And I think, you know, maybe this is very Portland, but indeed it's very high school, um, as is the pattern with Brandon. He says that skating was super important to him developing his relationship with his brother and even his parents got into it, which is really wild once you really? meet them. Like, they don't look like skaters. I didn't catch that. But Brandon is a skater boy, which totally checks out. Brandon is having some issues. He's feeling some nerves. The girl he likes is there watching him skate. He hasn't skated in a while, probably. He's a little rusty. And he's just falling down. He's he's messing up his tricks. It's cute. He's having trouble because he's nervous. <laughs> Uh, he's got kind of some some shaky legs. We love to see it, but <laughs> kind of tough t- tough for him though. You know, he's trying out and impress his girl, and he's just kind of screwing up because he's nervous. So it's kind of a it's kind of a catch twenty two, honestly. But Michelle still has confidence in him. She mentions how he's been unwavering from the start, and that really attracts her to him. And um, you know, Brandon is obviously we we've said that he he's just so excited to be. Michelle, one of Michelle's boyfriends. Yeah, no kidding. We we get a like classic. Oh no, I fell down. They're like riding together on the skateboards, and uh, we get kind of a classic. Oh no, I fell down, and I drag you down with me. Moment on the ground, um, and he then they're sitting and talking, and he tells her about his brother um, being late to, or delaying his his going to the navy, um, you know, to to meet her and. He talks about how he uh, has never brought anyone home who he felt so strongly about as Michelle. And so, yeah, I think that that kind of, unless you have anything else on the daytime portion, that kind of wraps up the daytime portion of their date. Kind of short and sweet. They just really skateboarded and that's all. Yeah. He was a skater boy, but she didn't say see you later, boy. Skater boy. <laughs> um, so we we get to the hometown. We meet um, Brandon's parents and... Um, Brandon's mom just opens right up and she says, you know, I think it's kind of odd to meet someone, uh, or for him to be dating someone who I haven't met yet, which is definitely true. I mean, I think that maybe especially in the era of online dating, like Mm -hmm. for us, like we were dating for like probably two months before you met my parents. And, but I know that that's kind of like, you know, in the you know, maybe in the past you date well, someone who you've been friends are overseas. with. Well, right. But you like in my the, mom, like a week into it. That's true. But like, I think that, you know, in the past, maybe you date someone who you've grown up with as a kid. And so your parents know them already. But I think that's just becoming more and more of the, the story of dating in the modern age is you kind of just meet someone and start dating them that wasn't previously in your life. Yeah, I think that is hard for a lot of parents because it feels like you're living a life that they're not a part of. Mm, That's Um, a good point. And I think, you know, when I met someone at college, it was a long time before my mom met him. And she it was harder for her to warm up to him because she just felt like, you know, I was living this other life for so long that she didn't feel Mm. a part of. So I think it's interesting. And I'm glad that that wasn't the case for us um, because my parents definitely um similar to brandon's parents um as we're seeing right here yeah brandon's brother noah um he he says that brandon may come across as a smooth talker you know giving compliments but really underneath he's he's a sensitive man he he's got a big heart and um i think that's a really a good quality of brandon 
Brandon um, tells one of his family members, I didn't, didn't write down who, um, but he says that he knew from the first time that he met her or saw her that he had found his person. Um, I said here, Brandon is going to be a tough departure. Um, he just seems so excited about Michelle and to be there in the situation. Um, so yeah, I just think that he is just head over heels for sure. And, uh, you know, I think that this whole season we've had kind of a top two be pretty apparent the whole time. And, uh, obviously I think we, uh, we'll talk about more later. I think we hope that that kind of gets shaken up here in the last couple episodes, but, um, or I guess it would be in the next episode, but, um, yeah, ultimately don't think that Brandon will probably win. So it'll be kind of tough to see him go, but, um, yeah. What else do you have on Brandon? I think some of the things that stood out to me, it felt like when Michelle was talking to his dad that she was kind of interviewing him and was asking like, do you like fishing? Do you Mm -hmm. think you'd get along with my dad? And I just think they had a good dynamic, but it was funny to see that because I feel like nobody's been so audacious, especially with a dad um, during a hometown before like that. So I, that was really fun. And then, um, you know, her and Brandon's mom also had a really good conversation and his mom thinks that Michelle is a lot like Brandon and that Michelle is seeing the true Brandon, um, based on, you know, the, what they're talking about, how their relationship has progressed. So I thought that that was really unique too. I, I would not say that Michelle and Brandon are very similar from what we've seen. (laughs) So it's interesting to hear that his mom thinks so. So maybe there's like other, characteristics that she sees um similar between them that are making her say that but I was like okay okay sure um and yeah again I just loved his enthusiasm he was completely confident that he wants to marry this woman um the thing that he said I truly truly as a human being (laughs) wanted to be me wow like what else would you truly truly want it as like a you know i don't know hippopotamus for it to be you like (laughs) of course you're a human being i don't know why he added in that like (laughs) um clause to his sentence but I don't know, like, I truly, truly want it to my core. I truly, truly want it with all of my being. I truly, truly want it as a human being. <laughs> okay, Brandon, like, cool. Yeah, uh, you, you talked about his dad in that conversation. I think that, you know, and even just after this date, I thought that, and, and Michelle said it, she said, I don't think I've ever met uh, a significant other's family and instantly saw how well our families would fit together. Um, that's super important, the, the families fitting together. I mean, obviously, um, it's not the only thing that matters, and you can uh, still get married to someone if your families aren't, like, a super great fit, but that's definitely a really... It is important um, if you can get that, uh, to have families that get along well. And, you know, I just thought that, wow, like, this was a great hometown. It's going to be hard for any of the guys to, like, top this hometown obviously some of the other guys seem to be topping uh, in terms of feelings uh in their one-on-one connection for michelle but i thought overall like this was a great hometown for brandon um i just i started ranking the hometowns i gave this like a nine out of ten hometown um you know there's maybe like a couple things that that could have been like more good but there was nothing bad that happened i mean there weren't any like tough moments of like hard questions that there was any doubt it was just a great hometown for Brandon and so um you know man I'm really hoping as we will talk more about that Brandon can somehow make it into the finale and be one of the top two yeah I think this really made me warm up to Brandon more I still think he's not at the level of maturity needed to get engaged but that's tough they do have a lot of fun I think it really makes me feel like her connection with Joe and Nate is just not as playful and warm and authentic because I really see all those things here with Brandon so yeah I'd say nine out of a ten is a a pretty good assessment um, I also thought Rodney's one on her hometown went really, really well. And so I was excited to see him go second. 
he really kept with the whole Apple theme that has been running throughout his relationship with Michelle and took her to an apple orchard. Yeah, I mean, you show up dressed as an apple, you got to stick to it. You got to really see that through. Uh, Contestants don't usually do this. No. And um, obviously, maybe it, it didn't fully work out for Rodney. It would be absolutely legendary if he stuck with the apple shtick and won the season um but i really admire the commitment to the apple thing it was something they connected over um and bonded over even though it was partially about his lack of apple knowledge compared to her relative um like encyclopedic knowledge of apples um yeah they he really sticks to the apples here yeah i thought it went pretty well for him He demonstrated how much he's really learned and improved his Apple knowledge um, because he says that they're going to try to look for the unique first kiss apple, which is only bred in Minnesota. And so really he even uses his whole hometown date to do something Minnesota specific. Nothing really unique and related to Southern California. So this is a huge commitment, but I think it's smart because he knows what I've been saying all along, that it doesn't matter where you're from, Minnesota and Minneapolis in specific is about to become your hometown. So (laughs) he's really leaning into it. Yeah. Confirmed by Google. First Kiss Apple. It was developed by the University of Minnesota. Wow. So Go Gulfs. It's bred to have the honey crisp juiciness and a refreshing tartness. Wow. I want to try that. I know. We'll have to see. I've never seen it before. It must be regional, but we'll have to look. Um, but yeah, they have a nice little date. We get some like some pitching. She like throws a nice strike to him with an apple. Um, she makes like this mistletoe move where she puts the, she's like, oh, it's like mistletoe. And she puts it over their head and initiates a kiss. So I was thinking, dang, they have her having a good time. Rodney is great. Yeah, she we got on Rodney. she got on his shoulder. Mm, just which like is us. Our classic apple at, orchard um, move. Whatever the apple Eckert's. orchard. Eckert's. Yeah. We've done that both times we've been to Eckert's. So cute. Another taste test, of course. Which oh, of course. Is a repeat of I think they comment like, is it weird how many times we've been blindfolded and knowing each other so short? A little weird, a little weird. Uh, but again, <laughs> he makes it into a fun thing, ending with a kiss. Yeah, of course. You can't have, okay, you can't have a blindfolded taste test on The Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise or any Bachelor show. If you're on a reality TV show that's about dating and romance and you have a, a, uh, blindfold I <laughs> blindfold just totally escaped my mind if you have a blindfolded situation with the taste test if you don't go in for a kiss at the end what are you even doing what are you even doing that's just one of the laws of one of the one of the laws and rules of the franchise and of romantic reality tv it's true you know my favorite thing about us watching this show together as a couple is that you know we always see the kiss scenes And you and I try to recreate them or outdo them. Oh, TMI. (laughs) No one wants to hear that. (laughs) But yes, this is true. But it's okay because we're married. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So we we get to meet Rodney's family. I thought that kind of right off the bat, Rodney's mom had a weird vibe. Uh, I was a little worried about her. But She's so formal. Yeah, she was kind of formal, but like in the way that you that like a pageant mom is maybe like you know Mm. like very like serious and like very aware of like that she's on tv and maybe a little too like excited about the fact that she's on tv like very polished in a way that's like not real so i was like maybe we've got like another barb situation brewing on our hands uh it did not get there thankfully uh, and she turned out to be okay, but just kind of like a, a little bit of a weird vibe off the bat. Yeah, very formal. I loved uh, a quote from her. If Rodney respects the position she is in, so must I. <laughs> very formal. Yeah, very formal. Um, but, you know, apparently her and Rodney are best friends, she says. They're more than just mother-son. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Michelle thinks that uh, what sets Rodney apart is... Just the level of playfulness they have. Um, they laugh more than any of the other. With She laughs more with him than with any of the other men. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, that's definitely been the case from the whole time. Rodney has been kind of the, the lovable goofball of the season, but has also had a good connection with Michelle. Yeah, I think you can see that even on this date and almost to a fault is I start getting a little bit nervous about how playful they are. Like as Rodney is describing to his family what he likes about Michelle, he's kind of like smiling and laughing. He almost can't get through the words. Um, but you know, it just, the only hometown we've seen so far is Brandon's to this point, And he is just a little bit more serious and choice in his words when he's describing Michelle. Um, and then when the question turns to Michelle about what she likes about Rodney, she focuses on his underdog vibe. Mm. And I just think that those two things combined the, a lot of like laughing and smiling and the underdog it again it plays into the friend zone thing mm-hmm. and it's just a totally different vibe than what we saw between her and Brandon talking to his family so I started to kind of get worried at that point yeah the uh you know we get kind of our first taste of the skeptical dad uh skeptical of the whole situation um but you know Rodney tells him that you know when it's real it's real and um so you know, his mom is really worried about his heart and it getting broken. Um, you know, legit fear from his mom. Uh, obviously she didn't know she hasn't been watching along with us at that point. And so, um, she didn't kind of have the sense that he was on the chopping block, Mm. uh, unfortunately. Uh, and that definitely played out here. Um, but he, Rodney thinks that Michelle is worth the risk and she totally is. Um, he, you know, you got to put yourself out there sometime. You got to yeah. go big or go home. Yeah, I think that he also starts to really open up more to his mom and just describing in more detail what he likes about Michelle beyond their playfulness. So that started to ease my fears a little bit more. I think it was the first time we really saw him kind of list out more than just like their, um, you know, friendly dynamic. And so I I liked that a lot. And honestly, even their even their friendship and playfulness is something that Michelle keeps saying is like the most important thing to her in a life partner because she knows how her parents are best friends. And she tells his family she's looking for someone that she would be okay getting stuck with at an airport for five Mm, hours. That sounds familiar. Which is so true because you and I got stuck at two airports on both ends of our honeymoon. And, you know, it was a little bit sad because it was our honeymoon and we were a bit more dramatic than maybe we'd be in other situations. But we were still easygoing and we made it work and we had a fun time nonetheless. And we had like downloaded episodes of the ba- of Bachelor in Paradise season one to watch. How convenient. It was perfect. Um, yeah. I So we're, you know, after the, these first two hometowns, you really start thinking about these final four and you see these two great hometowns, two really great guys, great energy, really fun vibes. And I, I think we were both saying to each other, why is it that the two guys, who, like the two guys that are front runners are so much more lame? Like, Truly. It's so much, it's like so sad that at this point, I mean, not to like besmirch the names of Joe besmirch. or Nathaniel, uh, <laughs> Nate, Um <laughs> But they're just not as good. They're not as fun. I, I don't like either of them as much now, as much as I like Brand- Brandon and Rodney. Uh, and so I think that you said, let's just get rid of Joe and Nate and go straight to Brandon and Rodney. They, yes, a new top two. And honestly, they also are way more into Michelle than Nate and Joe For are. sure. Like, they it's, love her. It's almost like Nate and Joe both think they've, got it like in, in the, the bag big. or something in, in the, the bag. um but yeah i had this as uh, another really good hometown uh, after it i was rooting for nate to go home at this point bye bye um but yeah i had this as an eight out of ten maybe not quite as great as brandon's um i think the main difference would be like mom. Uh, the mom the parents uh i think uh rodney's mom dad was also more of a like a classic skeptical dad whereas uh, Brandon's dad was just super great, super fun, you know, handled the, like, my son is dating this girl on a reality TV show and there's cameras here for us to talk about it. Um, handled that really well, just much more relaxed and cool about it. Um, but yeah, so I think 
um, that's probably all for Rodney, unless you had anything else on that. No, I was just not ready to go on to Joe. Yeah. Uh, because I just knew that it would be a completely different vibe. And you walk up to Joe's high school and he's standing there with a freaking power triangle as mm. his resting position. Who does that? Yeah. Joe is like, he walks in such a way, you know, I, I was just thinking about this, like, I was trying to figure out what it is. He looks so stiff on camera and he walks in a way where like only his legs are moving. <laughs> the only thing, his like upper body is completely stiff. His arms aren't swinging barely at all. His shoulders aren't rotating. His hip, it's just his legs are moving and he walks. Think about it. Like think about what that looks like. I mean, it's he- what he does. He's very like <laughs> stiff and not super relaxed on camera, which to his credit, could mean that he is more of a you know you know capital capital r real person and not like here for the wrong reasons i mean i definitely don't think that he's an actor or anything like that you know <laughs> uh clearly not Ugh. far from it and so maybe that's a good thing maybe that bodes well that he's like maybe a little uncomfortable in front of the cameras that they probably like paid him a bunch of money to come on this show because if they found out about his former connection or something i don't know but he seems he's just maybe a that's mystery. a good thing i mean he's probably not gonna have back problems or need a hip replacement when he's older because of how <laughs> like stiff posture. He is. i know but no i don't know i mean he's hard to figure out for me like he originally ghosted Michelle when they talked before mm, the show right. and you know he said he was involved with like the George Floyd um protests and things like that and um but yet you know he really focuses on his athletic career there's just like so many sides of him and they don't all fit together but those are the best types of people that really have like a lot of different layers and um you know it all fits together in their own unique way and not how it might work for most people but I just I don't know I'm just not like a hundred percent um you know on team Joe yet mostly because you know Rodney and Brandon had such good dates and it's just yeah Joe is kind of a mystery for me I like that he has so many sides but um, sometimes it's too much to, you know, figure out and fit all together. So I hope Michelle's able to do that because I haven't really pieced together the true Joe yet from my perspective. Yeah, I'm really hoping that in these next um, these next two episodes, because we know it's going to be the next two, hopefully. Uh, you know, I hope that we really see more of Joe, that they're really able to bring this uh, relationship into kind of a more fullness since we know that Joe's probably going to win. Um, Rip, Minnesota Joe. Minnesota Joe. But as you said, they are at his high school, and he's going to reciprocate the, the high school date um, that she took him on. And they're going to go to his high school for prom. He somehow didn't go to prom, which, I mean, I didn't go to prom, but that's less of a mystery. Classic homeschool. As Mr. Basketball in Minnesota. Um, who he probably didn't go had to prom. a game probably but i mean he's a handsome dude he was like star of the basketball team um how he didn't go to prom which maybe if what we see on tv is representative of his life he's probably just really shy and maybe not that into girls at that age at that stage of life he was focused on basketball and so maybe he girls didn't weren't really into him or i guess it's prom so maybe he just wasn't into girls um maybe he went to sadie hawkins that's maybe more likely the real mystery is how i never got asked to prom in a cute way yet attended eight proms (laughs) that's really (laughs) rare um but the fact that you went to eight and i went to zero means that we averaged each going to prom each of our high school years wow that's pretty good so you went to all the proms that i could have gone to um which i I would have had to go all the way down to springfield to go to prom so because they had a homeschool prom what if we ran into each other because i went to homeschool i know that would have been crazy but we didn't because i didn't care i didn't want to go to prom gosh darn i just had my english country dancing to get me through Uh, that was basically homeschool prom every month um except for you don't have a single date and you dance with a bunch of different people anyway um but uh, one thing I noticed that I thought you would appreciate is that they had quite the spread at this prom. They had it all decked out, but one of the, on the table, on the snack food table, they had uh, alphabet donuts that spelled out prom. 
cute. Those were cute. And they ate one. I think they ate the M later on uh, on their date. But yeah, they just had a, a cute little prom date. They danced. They spent a lot of time in the photo booth. We got a lot of photo booth shots with them wearing all sorts of different costumes and, and hats and, and boas and stuff. Um, yeah, just kind of a fun, just kind of a fun date. But, you know, I have here that, you know, Michelle seems like she's kind of mirroring his, mirroring his energy. She seems like she's like just less enthusiastic uh, compared to the other hometowns, obviously it's like the third one. So maybe she's tired or something, but also just like Joe is very like, not to say it a thousand times, but he's just very like kind of stiff and not super energetic. And so she's kind of mirroring that, but, um, yeah, I think he was really trying to be less square. He was like somewhat dancing and smiling, but definitely not like a normal guy and so obviously you're not going to get the normal Michelle either but she still says that this is the most fairy tale moment of her entire life which is huge wow it's a sweet gesture it really is and she mentioned in her poem earlier on in the season that she was the last picked for prom so he did listen to that and it is you know a really sweet and romantic thing um and they kind of sit down and they start to like talk more seriously and Joe says that he sees and feels something with Michelle, <laughs> which I thought was such a strange what? way to phrase it. Like, hmm, what do you mean? Um, so I think this is a really cute date, awesome setup, but just awkward still. Yeah, yeah still. The the vibe is still just at least on TV. I'm sure in person it's not as weird, but... It's just not what we're looking for on TV. We want to see some some pizzazz, some energy, and Joe just doesn't bring that, um, which, again, could bode well for their actual future relationship. If he's just like a normal dude who's maybe a little quiet and reserved, you know, maybe they'll just be able to have a normal relationship and not like a, the rest of the last, like, which I guess Matt and Rachel are still together, but like, you know the typical bachelor fashion where they get engaged but then break up like four months later you know but michelle knows that joe is reserved and um and but she she does hope that by the end of this night that she can have a better idea uh, as to what he's feeling he hasn't said anything about uh falling or love he hasn't expressed any of those things to her i think the I don't know about Rodney, but I know at least Brandon and Nate have both indicated that they're starting to fall for her. And so um, she's definitely looking from that, from the guy that she wants to marry at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we we kind of get, we meet her family. I think that... Um, his family. His family, sorry. We meet his family. And um, I think that between seeing Brandon's mom and then Rodney's mom and then Joe's mom I thought wait is Joe's mom the same person as Brandon's mom because they just seem very similar but yeah I guess they both had like you know dyed red hair um and they just seemed similar to me I don't know why I thought that but they they just did and so um I don't know they they have the normal thing but then I think right away we get uh a conversation with Joe and his dad and um while joe may be a man of few words his dad is a man of even fewer words um they you know typically the parent is just firing off questions you know like how do you think you're sure you think there's been enough time all this stuff and joe's dad is just kind of sitting there sitting back in his chair with his arms resting on his belly or whatever and just kind of he's there and he doesn't have much to say. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and Joe it was just even, funny. Joe even asked him, do you have, you have any questions? other questions? Like, and he's like, not really. Not really. Point. No. <laughs> I mean, but at least they both recognize and they say in that conversation, like, we don't really talk much about emotions. Yeah. And so they know. They don't really talk much in general. Hannah, his brother's wife, even says the Coleman men are a few words so it's gonna be a pretty quiet night and boy was she right it really is I think the most that we get is in the conversation between Hannah 
his brother and both Michelle and Joe, which is pretty rare to see them both back together in the same room um, after the initial conversation with the family. Usually it's a bunch of, you know, one-on-one conversations. Um, And she really leads it all, and she's not even, you know, a blood member of the family. (laughs) Well, and he, like, I think two different times before that, she even met them he said like oh and you'll really like hannah and i'm excited for you to meet hannah his like sister-in-law hannah really carries the coleman family yeah she does and and so i was really surprised that we didn't get like a hannah and michelle moment i mean they probably had a conversation with like just the two of them or with her and um his brother um but we didn't see any of it so it must have been pretty uneventful and uninteresting that we didn't get to see any but you know i have here that you know, if not for the, like, I just called it the for granted aspect of her relationship with Joe, where it's just like, it's all so perfect. This is the worst home. Like, this is like the worst hometown. It's yeah. so like, um, I mean, I guess, well, maybe Nate's is worth worse because she came out of it. We'll talk about that. But like, this is just such a bland, like boring hometown. Nothing against like him or his family. They seem lovely. But it's just like, especially compared to those first two, it's just so hard to see like, you know, watching it from the outside, like, oh yeah, Joe's the one she should pick so far. It's like, no, he's the one so far that she should send home. Yeah. Um, Because it's just like, there's not as much chemistry. They're not as fun together. Um, But he does remind her of her dad, who is more of that quiet strength that she has said that she's looking for and they could be best friends in a different way than she is with with Rodney so it's just kind of weird because you get these two really fun great families before and then this one which is just kind of quiet and it's just not as good tv and it's not as entertaining and um I don't know it's just like hard to like see that and to know that just like well this kind of is lame it makes it harder to root for Yeah, I mean, Hannah even says, I hope this works out because we're going to see her at the grocery store. And so I think to me, that says, like, they're trying to make this work. She, like, she also says at the end as they're walking out, like, I can really see that they're both trying to be more in touch with their emotions and trying to share that with each other. There's just so much effort that this requires to make it work. And I think because it looks so good on paper, they're really trying, trying. But it's not natural. You can tell it's not natural. I think even his family can kind of tell that it's not natural based on what what they're saying. Mm. And so, I mean, yeah, I think after this so far, Joe should be the one going home tonight. You think that they're like trying to force it because of like it's the one that like on paper seems like it makes the most sense? I think so. And I've thought this for a while. Mm, I mean, there is some chemistry, but it's not at the same level, at least, uh, you know, how it appears to me as a viewer. And so I just think it's like they're really trying to make it work out because it it should. It should. Mm. It's Minnesota Joe. Um they live so close together they could see each other at the grocery store but it's like you can't force what's not all the way there it's there a little bit but it's not all the way there um so we'll see yeah but to his credit joe kind of i would say uh as far as michelle's concerned totally rescues the whole date uh they're sitting out on the on the little wall or whatever it is on the curb outside of the mansion after the they meet the family and um he says that he's falling in love with michelle not falling for her or he says yeah he says falling in love not just falling for but falling in love which is the most that we've heard from a contestant so far this season um and i think that's what she was looking for um i think she probably expected his family to be more quiet and less exuberant and her expectation was probably just hey i'm just looking for him to clarify his feelings to to drop that falling for or love word and that's probably all she was looking for here and she she got it and so um you know i had this as like a seven out of ten but only that high because he was able to express that at the end i would probably have been more at like a five out of ten if not for that yeah i think it also could have been better if they would have been at his actual house. I mean, yeah, he lives in true. Minneapolis. 
but they still had to go to like this airbnb mansion they rented to keep it fair for all of them so no i'm just kidding i don't think that oh, would have made much of a difference abc doesn't need to dip into airbnb they've got other hookups i'm sure but you know i just thought that was funny he doesn't even get to go to his actual home in his hometown but whatever so nate is our last hometown and after two really good ones and one okay one we are and you know abc gearing us up to think that nate's is going to be super dramatic and bad we're like okay nate will be the one going home no (laughs) we uh we were thinking that oh they're making it seem like nate should be the one to go home but really, they're still going to keep him anyway. And well, it'll be dramatic it and makes it hurt worse, ABC. Yes. He should have gone home. Yes, that made the Rodney departure worse because he had such a good hometown. Anyway. Don't do this to us. Just let her have good men. Nate takes off his shirt immediately because they're going to paddleboard, which apparently he does several times a week. He does four to one Austin. times a week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He has so many mysterious tattoos. Has he not taken his shirt off yet this season? No, I don't think that we've... uh, Because it's a fall season, uh, or I guess they filmed it end of summer, maybe in August. But yeah, we we really didn't have... um, Whereas like with Matt James, his shirt was off for probably a majority of the time he was on screen. Um, which, you know, if I had his body, I, my shirt would be off all the time too. Um, but, you know, you got to show it off. You got to show off the goods. But really, we didn't have any, like, beach or pool-related dates. I don't think this entire time. There was no, like, pool time. Even in Palm Springs, they didn't really have any of that, which is usually like a staple of this but franchise. We saw Olu with his shirt off, Rodney. That's, a that's few true. Others. Well, we saw Rodney with everything off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess they did have like the wrestling date with uh, Olu with his shirt off. But yeah, there haven't really been any, uh, you know, pool time activities, which we usually see. But I think maybe it's just because it's later in the year. I don't know. But here's what I'm saying is that I think we could have a whole episode dedicated to Nate sharing with us the meaning of his tattoos. There are so many, and they're so complex. And, like, maybe we could actually start to get to know the guy more. Well, that's what Paradise is for, because (laughs) he won't be wearing his shirt at all in Paradise, and there'll probably be lots of talk about his tattoos in Paradise. The girls on Paradise do love the tattoos, remember, from this last season. Um let's see what was it tia called blake uh monar moinar i think is his name uh did she call him taddy daddy is that what she said oh cringe maybe maybe tia will be back uh for For nate Nate. no she's in a good relationship oh right she is we saw that but you never know maybe that'll not work out and she'll be back for her new taddy daddy ew yeah (laughs) anyway i just didn't really like the daytime portion of this date um uh nate called michelle bro oh he did not a, yeah like oh don't that's worry that's just bro. a very neat thing i like, just don't like just nate no we don't i i'm not a huge fan either um but nate is he says he's crazy about michelle he kind of like lets it slip like oh well you know like whatever i'm crazy and like some girl i'm crazy about and she's oh you're crazy about me he's like oh i didn't mean to say that and that was kind of cute um but she tells him that she is crazy about him as well. Um, but she is a bit concerned that he's never really brought anyone home before uh, at the level that, or maybe at all. Um, and, you know, when we start getting into this part of the conversation, there's a tone shift. The music changes. It starts to get a little bit more dramatic and tense. And, they're you know i mean i didn't like fall for it but you do kind of feel they bring you along and feeling like dang nate should be the one to go home worst hometown if she's like thinking from the outside it seems like you know it was unlikely going into this episode that he would be the one that would go home but as you're watching it's like he should be the one yeah and i think the biggest thing that stood out to me was that he does have a tense dynamic with his family and he doesn't talk about girls with his family 
and they're kind of closed off and she even mentions how her family is so open with their emotions so she's really nervous about this and there have been a few guys this season that have shared difficult family relationships but all of the other guys that are in her final four have a pretty strong family unit and you saw a lot of positive interactions um, among their family members in their hometowns and so he's kind of the odd one out in this case and with family being so important to Michelle I think that that could be something that um, sends him home um, I guess not today but before the final rose so yeah you would hope but um you know she's got other ideas in her head but you know she does think that there's a bit of a red flag that he has never kind of been far enough along in a relationship that um or at least that his family is such that he has never brought anyone home to his family so um we meet his family um, right off the bat. Um, her mom has like a gift for Michelle, um, which is for her students. Apparently, she would bring back candy from Canada. And right when she said Canada, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio gif of him like sitting and pointing at the screen. There's the Canada that we were looking for. We knew that there was something. There was some Canadian connection with Nate. Canadian connection um that sounds like a band or something um but we knew that there's some connection to Canada for Nate because of the bag the bag because of the bag um and so maybe his mom's from Canada I don't know she didn't seem to have an accent but that's enough for me that there was some Canada reference gotta have Canada in every season we love our Canadian bachelor bachelorette contestants Blake Serena Brendan, Brandon, Brendan. It's so hard to keep track. There's a Brendan or Brandon on every season, including this one. Um, Yeah, I thought it was really sweet of his mom to bring candy for Michelle's students. Um, I noticed finally in this hometown, it looks like they bring in the family pictures of each family into this airbnb oh i didn't even notice (laughs) that you gotta kind of make it feel more like the actual hometown yeah so i i saw i finally saw some in this hometown i think they were more front and center you know what else i saw in this hometown nate's uh stepdad's shirt (laughs) was shiny he had some kind of um what's the not velvet um What's the what's the material? It's the shiny, soft, almost mm-hmm. like silky, but like very shiny satin. It's satin. It's satin. It was like a satin, like an ivory satin shirt, and it was shiny. And he was wearing the heck out of that shirt. Yeah, he loves it. You know, he's ready to shine um, in front of the camera. Yeah, they're sitting talking to his family about how it's been going. Nate, you know, casually drops that he was the recipient of the first impression rose. Uh, which his mom was very impressed by, and his dad did not know what that meant. <laughs> she was, you know, wow, how exciting. And his dad just, they showed him looking around like, what's this? What's going on? He clearly leaves on Monday or Tuesday nights when the fam is watching The Bachelor. Yeah, he goes to the bar and has a drink. <laughs> um, In his shiny shirt. Yes, but, um, you know, they. I think we get some conversation with his mother and and Nate um and and she says you know is Nathaniel both of his parents call him Nathaniel which is fun uh is Nathaniel ready to propose at the end of this um he thinks that he's headed in that direction but right now 100 percent no uh yeah Nate himself says that yes which I mean, I, I think that, it, you know, in the bell curve of bachelor contestant or like bachelor and bachelor contestant answers to this question is pretty average. That's like the peak of the bell curve is they all say, or not all of them, but maybe it's not a bell curve, but like, I don't think it's super rare for the contestants to say, you know, in two weeks, I'll be ready. Right now, a little crazy because I've only known him for four weeks. Uh, But two more, that's enough. Um, And so, you know, not like super unusual, but in the context of the other three men that she has. 
who are like, I'm ready to marry this woman as a human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Nate maybe is ready as a kangaroo, but uh, not as a human being. No, which is a new level. Um, I think that we see a lot of doubt in his family too. His dad mentions how Nate doesn't know the difference between being in love and being married or engaged, which are apparently different. Um, And he says love is a feeling and being married or engaged is a commitment, even though they tie closely together. Mm, How true. And, you know, it's it's true. But love is a part of it. I feel like he separates it too much. Right. No, but I mean, this is like a really good point, though. Like, I think that when you first start dating i mean when you're like 17 and you have your first at least for me like first like actual girlfriend uh do your parents know that you guys were actual boyfriend and well girlfriend? i don't know if we put a label on it well now they're gonna know they didn't you really could get in trouble no they knew about it <laughs> they didn't approve very much of me dating in general i think they thought that she was great but that's that's beside the point um but like you think that you you know in your dumb 17 year old brain you think that there's this is wonderful feeling. It is. It's a wonderful feeling. But like in most cases, most people, even if you're in your early to mid 20s, or I guess late 20s, even if you've never like had a serious relationship, even like like not serious enough to introduce to your family, like how you it kind of sometimes does take some experience uh in some cases obviously some people fall in love and marry the first person they like think that they love which is great but sometimes it it takes a little bit of knowing like you know this feeling that i feel for this person is great but it's not necessarily grounds for for marriage or engagement and i think that's kind of what nate's dad is saying he's like yeah 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 you've got the feelings you've got the butterflies there's a spark but like you don't know what you don't know what it is to like you know to be ready to be committed to marriage and so you know this is a very skeptical dad capital s skeptical dad yeah i mean he just simply doesn't think nate can get there at all during this process which really sends michelle into a tailspin yeah i mean kind of i'd say it's like maybe a contrived tailspin (laughs) i don't think that she's that worried about it i mean if she was that worried about it relative to the guy's She's just not worried about it enough for it to overcome their connection, unfortunately. Yeah, she really wants to make it work. Again, she feels something with Nate, so she's got to justify those shortcomings to herself. Just like things look good with Joe on paper, maybe she feels it a little whatever. So she's got to like tell herself, hey, this is going to work. Um, I don't see her having to do that with Brandon and Rodney. So unfortunate. Just saying. Yeah. And the last part of this kind of hometown that was kind of notable was that he, Nate has a, Nathaniel has a a good, a a bit of a chat with, um, his stepdad and, um, they just kind of talk about more of, um, how it's kind of tough for them to talk about. I think he was the one talking about how his, his dad, which I assume this, he was talking about this, this stepdad here, uh, just how he, they didn't talk about girls. Um, he made it sound like it was one of his rule, uh, not Nate's, but his dad's rules that they didn't talk to him about girls. And, you know, he just kind of talked to him about how this is like tough for me to talk about with you. And, um, but they, they, uh, you know, have a bit of a, an emotional conversation. Uh, and, and Nate kind of says like, you know, I don't even know if I've told you that I love you before and, and they both kind of tear up and it's, it is a nice moment. Um, you know, props to the bachelor for bringing families together. Uh, <laughs> even if they're, they have a pretty poor batting average, uh, in terms of successful couples. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is part of why we watch this show is to see these good moments between sons and, and stepdads or just dads in general. Um, and so that was kind of a nice moment, but Michelle's still worried by this whole dynamic. Um, Nate calls it this whole family dynamic, which in the preview sounded like this negative thing. I think this was more of just a, his family's complicated and it's tough. Um, and maybe that's going to be tough for Michelle. Um, and she makes it seem like it's a tough thing for her, but, um, yeah, she thinks that this is going to be the toughest rose ceremony yet. 
um, she is maybe a little bit conflicted as to what to do. Um, and this is the next day and she's in her room and there's a knock at the door. Hmm. And who could it be? I didn't know. I, 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 didn't, I was surprised. I thought it was just Tasha and, and, uh, Caitlin. But no, it's Brie and Serena, her BFFs from Matt season. And they kind of keep the conversation going about how she has really fallen for these guys, but, and is, can see herself now actually getting engaged to someone. But not all guys might be ready for an engagement, specifically kind of thinking about Nate. So this is something that has continued to trouble her into the next day. And I think for me, the big thing that stood out um, at the end of Nate's hometown was his parents talking to themselves and saying that they think Michelle is more mature and ready for marriage than Nate is. And so, you know, that is what was on my mind during this whole conversation with Brie and Serena. And I thought that it would have a larger weight in her rose ceremony decisions, but whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, this was going to be a tough, this was going to be a tough elimination because we had a pretty good hunch that it was going to be probably Rodney. Um, and so the order was a bit of a surprise. I think that, um, she got some things mixed up for the dramatics, um, because the first rose went to Brandon. I fully expected this first rose to go to Joe. He's been her like number one all season. Uh, but she gives the first one to Brandon. So rose order be danged. But Uh, maybe if she's just thinking about that week's interactions. Yeah, no kidding. The best one was with Brandon. Brandon's was better. Yeah. And then just totally eschewing. I've got all the big words tonight. You do. Eschewing? How do you... Eschewing. Eschewing. Totally eschewing the drama that has been building over the last five minutes of the episode. The next rose doesn't go to Joe or to Rodney. It goes to the person that she was most worried about, Nate. Just like, and this is like, just a, seems like an obvious production blunder on ABC's part that she's been fretting and humming and hawing about, about Nate for the, ever since the end of his hometown three minutes ago that you would think that you would make it this dramatic thing between Rodney and Nate. Yeah. I re- Rodney had a great hometown. I really think that honestly, ABC gives the leads more autonomy in the last few weeks, starting with hometowns, I think that's where we yeah, see things really shake up in terms of the seasons that have ended untraditionally. Um, and so I think, you know, she's no longer taking as many cues from the producers. <laughs> so she's just kind of doing what she wants. But even without the dramatic effect, it's still a shock that Nate gets the second rose because yeah, he should have gone home. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, and then the third rose goes to Joe, of course. We knew that he wasn't going anywhere. Once you get to that point, you know, Joe and Rodney, it's going to be Joe. And it was Joe. Um, so poor Rodney, um, you know, great hometown, great guy. You know, he's going to be a hit on Paradise. Um, and, you know, if it's true that there's going to be another Bachelor season, I would put Rodney on the short list to follow up Clayton. Um, he seems great. Just I think he would have a really fun season. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll have two guys from the same season, they but could. I think he will be on paradise. 100%. I really liked him. Even his exit. I just think his feelings were a lot more developed than mm-hmm. Nate and Joe. He's able to express himself and still be so fun. Much more emotionally mature. <laughs> yeah. And then also just more mature in general than Brandon. <laughs> and so overall, like I didn't really see it um earlier in the season but comparing the four of them with their hometowns and just everything else in consideration he's the strongest candidate for a husband for her and so you know it was sad to see him go because Joe Nate and um Brandon are okay there's good things about all of them but gosh I really loved Rodney the most after this yeah I I think I probably agree after this this episode in particular, um, but Michelle uh, walks Rodney out. They they have the customary sit on a bench before 
It seems like it is always the same. They have some kind of little like secluded little garden area that's dark that they can sit on a bench and, and talk about it in these last send-offs. Um, but she she assures him that he is that he's enough that he you know it wasn't because of his deficiencies or anything wrong with him. You know she knows that he's felt like an underdog. Um, and you know, she just, it's, it's the typical case of, you know, my feelings are just further along with the other men. And so, or with other relationships, I think is what she said, which is a little bit less, uh, maybe sharp of a way to say that. Um, but yeah, that's it. I think that, um, you know, Rodney went home, um, and that was basically the episode. The kind of end credit scene was, uh, of them at the apple orchard making some stuff, with some apples and doing some some jokey like cooking show intros with Rod and Michelle and um I mean it was fun but kind of it kind of hurts when they send someone that you liked home and then they've got them having fun with the lead in the in the ending credit scene it's just kind of like it's they're stings. just twisting the knife stings abc they're twisting the knife so at this point who has your final rose for this episode or for the for the season, season? See, it's hard because, I mean, I think that, like, I don't know if I would trust Nate to be ready. And, uh, I mean, Joe's going to win at this point. It seems obvious. I don't know. But also, the preview has her, um, that we've seen in previous weeks, has her crying on the beach, which they always show, so you never know what it's going to be because it's just so hard. But... I it's just I just have a hard time seeing it being Brandon, um, and I just I don't see Nate getting there. So it seems like it's got to be um, Joe. I don't think I like any of these three guys enough. I mean I've really warmed to Brandon these last couple episodes ever since his one on one. I just yeah I don't know if he's ready either. I mean I think he's like he thinks he's ready, but when it like when rubber meets the road, I don't know if he has like the maturity. Uh, to really make it work, which, you know, I say this, I think he's probably two years older than me, but age is not maturity. Um, it really is. And I'm not even saying I'm that mature, but, you know, I can be an armchair, uh, armchair maturity expert when we watch reality TV and he, so yeah, I don't know if I have like a final rose to give out, you know, yeah. I think Joe's going to win. That's what I think okay. at this point. I mean, that's fair. I think that... I'm on team Brandon now, even though I don't think that their engagement would last, which hurts my heart. I don't think it would last with any of these guys, which really hurts my heart. But in terms of compatibility, likability, and just the confidence that Michelle will have on the last day of the season, I think she's going to be most confident about Brandon because he's the most outspoken about his feelings and says that he's ready to marry her, whether or not anyone agrees with him, but he's there. And so I think he could be our winner and it just might not um, work out in real life, but he he's going to be there. Speaking of, I we, we missed this. I don't know if either of us took a note on it, but remember how at the end of Nate's date, they were like interviewing him at the very end. And he was saying like, I think that we'll get engaged at the end of this and get married in a year and work on starting our family. That was Joe. That was Joe. I know. And so he was like saying that after he, you know, you say, I love you. And then you start like getting giddy about it and start, you know, talking because you're like high on the situation. And I mean, the way he said it, it sounded like start trying to have kids like in a year. And it was just like, I don't think, I mean, maybe that's what you guys want. I don't know. Uh, not, I think that'd be great if they want to do that, but it's just like, dang all of a sudden he's ready to go he thinks yeah. that they're gonna get married in a year and <laughs> i mean starting their family could just be you know the two of them but uh yeah that we skipped over that that was quite the statement from joe yeah that was shocking um and it gives me more from him than from nate so i feel comfortable with him and brandon being the top two and maybe that shows that like he would be a good guy for Michelle and you know is ready to be uh her husband and has more to him than just kind of this stiffness so I don't know I mean he could be a good candidate too but I you know especially if you're gonna 
settle on him winning, I'm going to say, okay, Brandon, we'll get the final rose and we'll just see what happens. Wow. Hot take. But hey, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad. I, I think I'd be really happy. I'd be happy with it with a Brandon win. Well, thank you so much for listening and for joining us for the best day of the year, Bachelorette Hometowns. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and subscribe, share us, you know, um, tweet, not tweet, send us a message. You can tweet about us if you want. Yes, if you have a following, contact us. Um, Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. And we will see you next week for a shorter episode on the Men Tell All. This has been In It for the Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall. Have a great night.